Hello, friends, and welcome to Peaches Podcast. My name is Ever, and my pronouns are he, him. My name is Rivers, my pronouns are he, him. My name is Tawny, and my pronouns are she, her. And welcome to what I would consider an extra special episode of Peaches Podcast. Every Um, time. No, one day one of them is not going to even be that special. I think, no, what I mean is every time so far they've been special. Right, but that's how I will delineate between the ones that are just regular special and the ones that are extra special. Amazing. There's a a method. There's a hierarchy. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, but before we get into our topic and introducing our guests, um, I just have a quick little story. I was driving down to the Culver's the old Culver's. And uh, on old, my way there. The old country Culver's. It was not the country. Because this was in a neighborhood with condos. Mm. Uh, on my way there, on a 10 minute drive between my house and Culver's, I managed to see around 10 to 20 people ice fishing. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, okay. all right. I'm proud of them. Pretty good. I actually was like in like the tiny little suburban ponds or like a specific body of water. Combo both. <laughs> mm, I don't know if there's fish in some of those, but okay. <laughs> I think it's more about the ice for some people. It's the, it's the aesthetic, really. Yeah, <laughs> of ice fishing in a in a little like the pond in a condo neighborhood. I really, really, really liked. Mm. Um, but yeah, so we have a super special guest. Uh, she is a very old friend of all of ours. Welcome to the podcast, Mulberry. Hello, I'm Mulberry. (laughs) Yay! uh, What are your pronouns, friend? Uh, she, they. Those ones are good. (laughs) Those are, Uh, I picked them myself. Yeah, I'm (laughs) proud of you. So we were going to talk a little bit about like the Rockford area music scene, because that's something we've all been involved with and that Mulberry knows very, very much about. But I thought I would just intro by saying that, as she would put it, for better or for worse, this woman's family is like Rockford royalty. Like, (laughs) do you want to talk a little bit about your Rockford heritage? Okay, so like we, I, my family all over the place, we've been involved in almost like every museum complex or industry in all of Rockford altogether. And let's not even count the fact on outside of Rockford territory, my grandma had like 30 alpacas. Yeah. Bizarre things within the region, Mm -hmm. but also the backbone. Yeah. And, you know, if if there's going to be a a colonial reenactment center, her family's (laughs) there. I've probably been there, yeah. Yeah. If there's going to be... If there's going to be a castle filled with alpacos and, and other sundry, <laughs> her family's there. That's all you. Yeah, that's all her. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about her, you know, sort of family background and all of the good stuff in another episode. But good stuff by which you mean drug stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with pizza deliveries, Yeah. 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 Yeah, all of the pizza deliveries, all of the swords, all of the (laughs) The unicorns and the Russian spy planes. Russian spy plane. Ashes. Ash. Ashes like could be drugs. Okay. Actually, Mulberry, can you tell the ashes story really quickly? Okay, okay, okay. So 
my aunt found this vial in the laundry room one time, okay? <laughs> yeah. And it turned out she was talking to her, my uncle and everything. I was like, do you know what this is? She was worried that it was my cousin's vial of Coke. <laughs> yeah, okay? of course. And this is always my, good. Un- my uncle's just like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh. So, of course, she was like, in explaining to this, she whispers to me very, very drunkenly, like, ah. so I just, I, I know what Coke tastes like. Okay? <laughs> so, and she proceeds to take her pinky finger, dip it in the vile dust, uh-huh. and put it on her tongue to taste. Well, my cousin shows up, and she confronts, it's like, what's this? What are you doing with these drugs? And he's like, <laughs> it's not mine. Don't you remember? You put that there. That's, um the ashes of well the ashes of my grandma's boyfriend <laughs> yes who then also when my grandma died did the same thing to her ashes and when confronted about it answered i just wanted to taste her one last time <laughs> so yuck, yeah yuck, yucky yucky that's some of the high class <laughs> high class stuff we're going to be talking about on another episode so we wanted to talk a little bit about you know the rockford music scene I'm just going to put it out there. We know Cheap Trick is from Rockford, right? Obvious, like obviously Cheap Trick <laughs> yeah. is from Rockford. Fa- famous indie band. Indie. I literally had a, a gym aide in um, uh, grade school who came to be a gym aide near Rockford because he was such a big fan of Cheap Trick. Oh, Whoa, yeah. that is really sad. We know Cheap Trick's from here. That's not what we're going to talk about. Uh, but we wanted to talk about that, and I really wanted, I was really interested in having Mulberry on the podcast because in addition to being someone that we've, all three of us have known our basically our whole lives, and just a close friend, one, she's kind of locally famous, in my opinion, <laughs> and two, she's a local gem, who's more famous than her, right? Mm. Yeah, I don't, I couldn't name one. Ginger Lynn, she's not going to come on our podcast. Uh, um, pardon? Rick Nielsen? Okay. You think we're going to get Cheap Trick on the podcast? Well, not after, not after, <laughs> we, just said, not after we just squandered their legacy, basically. Um, and and no offense. I mean, they're good musicians. I'm just saying we know that they're from here. But, uh, but also because she and I really realized kind of around the same age that we like loved our hometown. And we started kind of having little like, man, this place is really special. Like, like there's just stuff here that kind of doesn't happen other places, you know. We kind of started having, well, yeah, like, like plenty of plenty of places have a gentrified taco restaurant, but not that many community colleges have numerous Spider-Man incidents per year, you know. <laughs> the moment i was leaving my geology class and somebody had climbed onto the ice and belly slid underneath the bridge over and over again until the cops showed up right yeah like that's not there's just something special about this place so yeah that's my intro mulberry i mean i will just let you take it away well first of all i want to also mention yes like it's kind of a given about we're like one of those small town, big town regions. We have all sorts of cover bands doing all sorts of things that we're not going to comment about the quality because that's not our thing. 
It's quantity over quality. Mm. And we have a lot of Green Day cover band. I would say that the best Green Day cover band has long since been over. Yeah. What Green Day cover band is that, buddy? Uh, Well, Mulberry and I were part of, I think, I think honestly, even cover band is a little generous. Like, because what we were doing was once a week when we were how old were we probably like 12 or 13 mulberry 13 14 yeah whoa Uh, yeah around that age you me and this other friend ben would meet up in in your house and we would have like these three hour long sessions where for about two and a half hours we would just eat your mother's snacks and screw around and then the about the last half hour we'd be like oh no we forgot to play music my mom's about to go pick me up we gotta play hold on i gotta play boulevard of broken dreams real quick and (laughs) five times over yeah and mulberry your sister like one of the last times she saw me she was like, yeah, I mean, the memory of you playing Boulevard of Broken Dreams, like that shaped me. Like, I still remember that. And I was like, oh man, I'm so worried about you. She's, yeah. She's fine. She's emo. She's doing good. Yeah. But yeah, we got like all sorts of things, like any mainstream genre you can probably figure being a thing right now, uh-huh. we have somewhat coming out of Rockford. So I was... At least a certain part when I was a teenager, I was one of the metalcore kids. I was, uh, which I, I regret. <laughs> yeah. So in that frame, I want to also mention that like the Color Morale, that band, I think they have 128,000 streams on Spotify monthly mm-hmm. still, mm-hmm. came from Rockford, the Christian metalcore band. The just Yeah, and I mean, who doesn't need a Christian metalcore band? Their vocalist came to one of my gigs before, actually. Took my I, picture. That doesn't surprise me. Isn't that basically what Skillet did? Can you imagine, <laughs> can, can you imagine seeing a mosh pit and thinking, I wish I could do this for Jesus? I can imagine that. I feel that every day. I love mosh pits so much. I miss mosh pits. There was, um, what was it? A um, mosh pit that I was in at the basement of um, the Mendelssohn, like big church building, actually. Oh, yeah. It was called um, That's Baby Stuff. That was the festival, a two-day festival. And I was in a mosh pit of like five to 10 people and I got punched right in the throat, right on like the hyoid bone in the mosh pit by someone who definitely not how to respect others in the mosh pit. You got throat punched <laughs> in a mosh pit of 10 people in the basement of a former Presbyterian church. Isn't that great? <laughs> that should be like, <laughs> that's great. That should be like the Rockford flag. Is <laughs> just right? a, a woman getting throat punched at a metal show in the basement of Mendelssohn. Either that or two kids setting fire to a, um, a peak fitness elevator. <laughs> That just happens sometimes. (laughs) But yeah, okay, so just looking, I mean, just just going down the list, I guess we should say we met in Children's Choir. That's where we met Mulberry. And before we talk about maybe some of the less orchestral stuff going on Mm -hmm. (laughs) in Mm -hmm. the town, I should say, um, you know, if you don't want to get throat punched, right? If you, don't, for yourself. if you don't want to get hit on by a friend's mom at a shoegaze event, oh. if that's not really so much your vibe, 
we do have some really great symphony orchestras and they do free stuff literally all the time. So if you're ever in Rockford during the summer, literally just go to the Japanese gardens at nine out of 10 times, there will be like the best youth symphony orchestra you've ever heard playing a free concert, which is just excellent. So now that we've got that out of the way, why don't we talk a little bit about Big Greenhouse, Disaster House, and some of Rockford's classiest venue. Um, I almost played at the Disaster House. For a while, it was considered like a rite of passage for any musician playing in Rockford, where they had to play Disaster House at least once. I also feel like it was sort of a rite of passage of high school. Wait, for- To like go there. For the listeners, what is Disaster House? Disaster House was, it was a lot of things. One, it was a place where people would often go to get sober. Two, uh-huh. it was a place where some people would go if they didn't want to be sober. Yeah. Which is <laughs> so unfortunate. Three, it was a huge um, collectivist venue where you got to see a lot of Rockford's best and Rockford's mm-hmm. worst, and there was no judgment about it. Yes, it was a house. Like, it was actually a house house. It was this big, like dilapidated, a- yeah. Feedy, lots of street art. Gorgeous. Yeah. Over- in a grimy kind of city way. I love it. If that. I remember it correctly, Disaster House was nowhere near as truly dilapidated as Big Greenhouse. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah. Because sometimes I kind of conflate the two. But Big Greenhouse legit was like condemned. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like, I know people, I know some people who actually lived there for a time before it was like gone. The Greenhouse did a lot of like indie gigs, a lot of like hip hop and rap sort of things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got like the, the occasional pop punk or shoegaze, yeah, folk rock kind of thing. I think I played in their basement like three times. It's really unfortunate how that ended, didn't that? I, I'm trying to remember. Did that like burn down? I can't remember. I think they tore it down, right? Yeah. Did they? Okay. I'm totally condemned. At that yeah, point, I, I was that. like out of the Rockford region, so I couldn't remember. Um, Disaster House. My one gig that I almost did it there, I actually, basically all my bandmates jumped out and I was like, no, I really want to play here. Just yeah. to experience it once. Big Greenhouse. I almost did some like hip hop collectivist kind of things there. Ooh. Um, I had to have during a show cuddled with a friend just randomly there. Yes. Oh, <laughs> of course. I think something that's just really worth noting. Not every city has a, an enormous dilapidated Victorian mansion. That is now yeah. a collectivist music space slash space to graffiti. And like, yeah, it just, it was it, they really were unique and wonderful things. And it felt like if Nick and Nora's had no budget. Does that yeah, make sense? That's, that's a really good point. And I completely agree. A lot of those were often like the oldest buildings in that region of Rockford and like architectural designs that were very distinct and unique about the city. Yeah, And they often also were very inexpensive to like purchase as a group so they would end up end up as collectivist housing and like mm-hmm. communal setups which i think is really neat personally mulberry could you describe maybe disaster house a little bit more because i heard a lot about it from people that i went to high school with but i myself never got a chance to go you know what's weird i know all sorts of stuff about it but i didn't even go either which is kind of weird that I'm an expert <laughs> never been no yeah never been However, you know, there's a bunch of like documentaries on it. Oh, um, so the documentaries are excellent. 
Yeah, oh. if you want to look for those online, they those. do exist. There was like a lot of like upright pianos in the venue that were just completely spray painted over. The walls were completely spray painted with people's mm-hmm. names and like phone numbers and phrases and what bands had played there. And you could see a record of like the underground music scene for Rockford for like two decades. Wow. Yeah. It was one of the like most pronounced underground venues in Rockford until they stopped. Did you, did any of you ever go to any of the stuff in like the Millennium Center basement? I unfortunately didn't get a chance to. It was always on a side of town my mom didn't want me to go to. I went to a ton of concerts there in high school and I was very, almost always very overdressed. And one of the most important kind of moments like formative like yeah I mean I know I'm I'm maybe not so much heterosexual Mm. but this (laughs) is just like not even what's going on with me (laughs) like like heterosexual is if I'm in Rockford heterosexuality is in Bangladesh Mm. you know yeah and so a friend of mine had a crush on when he I was in, that. you don't have to because I'm talking about somebody in a band. I'm talking about a celeb, Ritty. Uh, when he was in All the Colors before they became Clem, which I don't think even exists anymore. But when they were in All the Colors and we'd gone to see them at Bushel and Peck's before because Bushel and Peck's when we were in high school used to be like, hey, bring your Dandy Warhol's cover band down to, <laughs> down to our, Dandy Warhol's. down to our bodega. <laughs> Play some songs. Not a bodega. In what way is it not a bodega? In what way is Bushel and Peck not a bodega? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? Do you know what a bodega is? It's not that. Anyway. I'm going to Google bodega. (laughs) The more you say it, the more I realize it's maybe not so much the correct use of the word. But anyway, so I'd seen them before. Afterwards, had asked me how I liked the set, and it was so loud and bad that I had straight up said you know I really get why you're called all the colors because I could just I I could like feel all the colors and he was like oh my gosh thanks that means so much to me Um, okay but like bad pop punk bands are like the best good yeah no I had favorite things about Rockford pop punk (laughs) it's so bad it's good Oh, oh yeah. You, I agree with you. Yeah. Oh, I cannot watch those things. They but, give me such bad secondhand embarrassment. But I wasn't embarrassed for them. How can you be embarrassed from somebody who's about somebody who's that like excited? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Point is, exactly. I was at the Millennium Center basement with a friend who was there to flirt with and she abandoned me like immediately. And I remember being like, the music is great. And the fact that you have like rap and pop punk and like experimental jazz happening literally at the same time in the same smaller than my house basement is great and i love that but i am alone now completely alone i am alone now and so until i call my friend's mom to pick me up i'm gonna go upstairs and talk to the 26 year old night guard at the millennium center and it was just like one of the most formative moments of my life like i love the music but it was just like whatever's going on with you guys with your mouths and your loins i'm not that a, ain't not it. a part of that ain't yeah. it chief 
I need to go upstairs, <laughs> hear this. I got to find someone who's way older than me and talk to them about Yeah, I got to talk career. to a 26-year-old gay man and a man in a dead-end job about how he's thinking about like leaving his boyfriend. <laughs> I had a great night. Oh, yeah. I still remember that oh, guy's name. But yeah, Mulberry, oh, I'll let you talk. Of stuff that we... We had a huge like blue society and blues scene, which actually gigged very regularly. Uh-huh. And they also often had like open jams. If you, yeah. blues was your thing, you could just basically bring your guitar or harmonica or something and play with everybody. Huge pop punk and indie and also Midwest emo and math rock scene. You could differentiate who was part of what, depending on what kind of flannel they wore. And also what band they said they were inspired by. If uh-huh. they mentioned like Blink-182 or Sufjan, they were in the Indian pop bunk and shoegaze kind of territory. If they mentioned Piglet or American football, it was definitely the Midwest emo math rock stuff. And like, keep in mind that I understand that Sufjan and Blink are like different, but like not enough for the type of music that we're describing. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of blurred together in this very uniquely like rock 40 and a hodgepodge. Oh, for sure, for sure. Did y'all ever go to the venue, the temple? Oh, yeah. So for the audience and those who don't know and everything, the temple was basically this venue in the basement of actually a Masonic Lodge in Loves Park. So many like pop punk and indie and Midwest emo and also like hardcore shows were played there. Mm-hmm. I think Frailbody used to practice there for a time, but I don't know. Mulberry, would you describe Midwest emo? <laughs> Midwest emo. Okay. Mm, have you ever heard of Cap and Jazz? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. So think um, Fender Telecasters with capos and open tunings. Um, think like people who actually getting through college mostly just drank beer and wore flannels and just talked about their hometowns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think songs about, you know, the cornfield, songs about, you know, being everywhere but nowhere all at once. Yeah, the music, <laughs> the music that they play for like the last hour at an axe throwing bar. Does that make sense? Yep. yep. So basically American football. Great. Yeah. Like, if you ever heard Never Meant, that basically describes all of Midwest emo. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Rocker loves their Midwest emo. You know, Mulberry has actually uh, been a part of the the Rockford area music scene in a little bit more of a direct way. Do you want to talk mm. about some of your, some of your maybe like past projects? I'll start with the most popular one and my favorite. So I was part of a band that was a like a free improvisation and almost performance art-esque and f- jazz fusion math rocky kind of group called the Antitones. We were mm-hmm. primarily jazz focused in terms of instrumentation. We had like trumpet players and sax players, but a lot of hybridization also within that. We had for a time we had a rapper we had multiple guitarists just doing like dueling guitar solos and like metalcore-esque breakdowns in sections we maybe here did... i could cut in some of your old music or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean you know no one's gonna sue you for it it's me <laughs>
but yeah, we also did like gigs. Um, there was a um, underground venue actually called Roni's Underground that we did some of our more, most popular performances at. We basically free improvisation for a half hour to 45 minutes. And we would also work with a um, synesthetic painter who would Ooh. respond to our music. And also we would respond to his muse. And it was not just like, I'm painting what the music is. The music is the painting and the painting is the music. It was a back and forth. It was an exchange. That's yeah. cool. Those I gigs were great. I worked for Roni for a time. Oh, um, did you? As like a studio art assistant person. <laughs> That's so cool. Do you want to talk at all about like the hardcore scene and kind of some of the metal scene stuff? Okay. You have a lot of metal scene stories. So there's a lot of little metalcore bands that pop up and get famous or some sort of traction. The starting of which is, you know, with like the color morale, as I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. However, hardcore and screamo, aside from the metalcore element and the more metal oddities and everything you have like anzio which eventually became frail body yeah who's like signing with the record label of the vocals of converge which is mm -hmm. pretty dope actually i believe the bassist for frail body has played with the band meth i can't be quoted on that which yeah what a name but yeah. um the screamo and the hardcore scene in rockford is a little bit merged which you know makes sense with the nature of the genres right but you also have like this weird connect of like the math grind and math core bands of like yeah. anything that was a la like gaza or a la the the dillinger escape plan would be playing with bands that are inspired by french hardcore and mm -hmm. french screamo and it would just be back to back this weirdly disjunct but still working kind of mesh if that's your thing i highly recommend they're some of the most fun shows i've ever been to across the nation <laughs> yeah kind of back to the pop punk thing if you miss warped tour you and oh boy don't we all doesn't. um and <laughs> you have a you have a time machine you might want to hop back to either on the waterfront oh my gosh oh. uh a pretty sure i saw adam lambert there when i was a child yep, yep. also yep. the worst show of stp in my life <laughs> yeah. they really didn't play it up <laughs> to pee. is that really someone's band name stone temple pilots Whoa. Like a real, like Whoa. A I, I like staying to pee more. <laughs> no, well, yeah, I mean, as a trans man, that was my immediate thought. And I was like, wait, is that their, like, for real man? sick. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, you really should throw it back to On the Waterfront or just straight up go to rock camp. Because yep. who among oh, us, who among us didn't about go? Rock yeah, camp. yeah, actually, Mulberry, I'll let you oh, talk about rock that. Camp. How many actual rock camps were there actually? I feel like there were multiple. Were there multiple? I'm oh, certain there were. See, this is another thing again, where I never went to rock camp, but I feel like, oh, I, I wish we would have asked Sylvia about this because I think she went to rock camp. I did not I went go to, rock, to camp. rock camp, but enough of my friends or maybe did. She and went you know to how they put? You know how they put the end of the week concert? I would go see people at the end of the week concert. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I went to rock camp, and I also went to jazz camp. Actually, I actually <laughs> remember yeah, picking baby. your little sister up from rock camp like a summer yeah. and a half ago or whatever, and yeah. her being like, "There were kids wearing Homestuck shirts at rock camp," and me being <laughs> like, "Yes, there were." How was Ooh. how was my chemical romance today? <laughs> Which it's basically an MCR themed camp. But yeah, please tell us about Rock Camp. So basically for like 
high school, this was around when I was high school age and also other people varying from like middle school to high school age and everything. One week long where everybody makes bands and they just jam with their favorite covers. Maybe they do uh-huh. some like originals. You know how band camp works. So literally most of the shows were probably some pop punk or they were something like 99 Red Balloons. Mm-hmm. You yeah. get Seven Nation Army over and over again, which is cool, which is cool. <laughs> I usually <laughs> went on my way to like play like Megadeth or <laughs> I had a friend who wanted to do like, what was it? I feel like Whitechapel, but nobody knew how to do death growls at the time. <laughs> at oh, the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, occasionally you would have someone doing some like early screamo. I can't imagine high schoolers having to sit and listen to other high schoolers doing screamo. Like that makes I- me tear my hair out. I think the time I saw Screamo there, it was actually like you were talking about uh, Rivers uh, Ben doing vocals. Oh, <laughs> really? I <laughs> yeah, didn't. I, think I, so. I was not aware that he was uh, he was of the Screamo proclivity. I wasn't aware that he he was doing he was in the Screamo lifestyle. <laughs> but you know, to to each his own. You know, to each his own. You know. <laughs> I, um, but yeah. yeah, you would hear like a lot of Blink One Eighty Two, Green Day, all sorts of stuff like that. It was a fun time. Well, before we kind of wrap up and move on. What was probably like your favorite show that you ever went to in kind of the general Rockford area or played at? I mean, I I think the favorite one that I've ever played at would probably be either some of the Roni's underground gigs that I played yeah. or one of the office gigs, probably. Oh, yeah. I loved seeing the antitones at the office. And, you know, the great thing about a band that has saxophones and guitarist is when you're there for the lead guitarist you feel a bit cooler than the than the saxophone's mom you know (laughs) which i think is is kind of a power move the other nice thing about the the office is that they have have a a go-go cage cage. yeah Yeah, and and you can really get down they would encourage you to dance in it and i've i've been encouraged enough before (laughs) you can also bring drinks into the go-go cage and not just alcoholic drinks like fully drip coffee yeah, so we were there, and you uh, ever asked me to get you coffee at this <laughs> bar. It's well, a pretty small say. bar, and it's pretty much like just do you want shots? Okay, great. That's what we got. Jaeger. Like yeah. Hey, um, old so- gay men, do you like Jaeger? Of course you do. Get over here, Denny. Yeah, we got the Jaeger bombs for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I went I went up to the counter and I was like, hey, totally fine if this is not what you have. It was also like, I think, 9 p.m. What <laughs> yeah. are you asking this question? Yeah. yeah, so I go up and he's like, oh yeah, we, we have coffee. I can make coffee. I, I think we have a pot somewhere. And I was like, okay, great. That's stellar. So then like, I don't even know, like 10 minutes later, uh, he comes. He comes to the go-go cage, uh, <laughs> and in his hand, he, like Christmas mugs, like you'd have at your house, oh, that's great. full of instant coffee, and then also some little creamers that he just scrounged up in the back of the fridge. Yeah, he and opens his fist and dumps just like a bunch of the little, just like a handful, creamers, yeah. a handful of like probably year and a half old creamers. Mm-hmm. They really aim to please there, and I appreciate it. But Mulberry's <laughs> favorite show. 
Um, okay. Just to also wrap up my favorite places I've played, the Irish Rose was very fun. Yeah. I did a lot of really good gigs there. The Irish Rose is a really sweet place. I wish it was a little bit bigger because mm-hmm. yeah. sometimes those shows could get real crowded real fast. Mm-hmm. Oh no, all I want is the weird bavette. I like eating and looking at James Joyce at the same time while my friend is just like shredding. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> absolutely shredding. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I think the, my favorite show in Rockford that I actually had ever like attended was probably i mentioned it a little bit earlier it was a um festival in the basement of the church building for mendelssohn performing arts Center. i remember you yeah. telling me about this yes yeah. um i believe the festival was called that's baby stuff it was a two-day festival <laughs> i only attended the first day but i got there i was like one of the first people there you heard like mathcore bands screamo bands you heard like pop punk you heard jazz fusion you heard all sorts of stuff i think the last band to play was monobody which is still one of my favorite bands mm-hmm. um like half jazz fusion half math rock with two bassists and keyboards and guitars and very great drummer but that's beside both the point and beside the point there's one particular thing that sticks out in my mind from that event it was in between setting up new like rock bands and also one of the math core bands mm-hmm. laid out a like a f- old old rug and then one person walked out with a didgeridoo yeah that'll happen and one person walked out with a very loud staticky radio okay and oh. was playing with the effects of the static okay mm-hmm. and so they're just making these noises right and then somebody walks in from the audience starts screaming at them and throws a punch Whoa. Oh. Oops. Jeez. <laughs> and so they start oh. brawling and then another person joins from the audience what they just start screaming and pulling each other's hair and brawling. And it's just like, I'm looking back at other people. Some people are like, yeah, yeah, throw that punch. And some people are just like, what is going on? <laughs> and eventually one of them starts screaming what runs off. Another person starts screaming and runs off. It starts to dissipate, right? Mm-hmm. All that's left is one person screaming while you still have the radio static going. And then yeah. Finally gets up, runs off, and then all the rest of the people come back, turn to the audience with smiles on their faces, bow, and say thank you. And everybody Incredible. You know, hearing that story, I am like, what the heck? But I think if I had been there, when did this happen, actually? And also, was the pie restaurant still in there, or did they move to the public library? I, around that time, I think they were in the public ri- library. Okay, no worries. Just how, wanted to make sure the pie place was okay. How long ago was yeah, it? Yeah. I want to say like 2017. 2017? Okay, I, I would have been I would have been thoroughly bamboozled. Mm-hmm. But if it had happened like later in my oh, yeah. undergraduate career, I would have been like, oh, this is some really cool improv. Mm-hmm. Like, this is really interesting. <laughs> this is just like that time at Unrehearsed where I saw those people hit each other with drumsticks it was just like that um but so we're probably gonna close with a game and i am gonna post on instagram the like list of rockford music scene categories because i think it's really (laughs) excellent but we're gonna close the game so mulberry this game is called ope nope dope it's basically f mary kill but ope is like I bumped into it and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's okay, but I want to improve it. So tell us why you want to change it and how you would change it. Nope is obviously no, get rid of it. And dope 
is I love it. I want more of it. It's perfect. Tawny, Rivers, and I will each mention something from this episode. And then we'll have you tell us which one is which. Open up dope. Uh, mine is Disaster House. Mine is Green Day cover bands. Mine is Performative Fisticuffs. Performative Fisticuffs. I love that. So, um, Green Bay cover bands for me are Ope. Okay. What do you you want to change? (laughs) I would probably probably give them some nicer amps and ask them maybe to give some chord versions. That's sweet. That's nice. gentle. Maybe if they want to write some Green Day inspired things, that would be very cool. Like, I enjoy Green Bay. Let's keep going. A Green Day. Wow, Green Bay. Wow. <laughs> I enjoy Green Day. Let's keep going. Let's take that. Y'all ever heard Armenian idiot? Woo! Ew. Armenian fool, my new band. <laughs> oh, jeez. Jiminy oh, no. Cricket. That's not that far off from something that would happen in Rockford, though. Yeah. Like, if I heard that Armenian fool was playing a freaking. Uh, a gig at Potbelly, I yeah. would be like, yeah, yeah I'm here. Okay, um, so what's nope and what's dope? Nope. I'm going to say Disaster House because, I, you know, it was a classic and it was a staple, but I think we're on to newer things with Rockford. I think we can leave that in the background. It's a wonderful thing about, you know, a, a melding pop, pot of, like, history for Rockford, mm-hmm. but I think we should leave that behind. As yeah. well, we love it. More collectivist concepts, but maybe not quite the same way. Yeah, exactly. Agreed. I mean, um, I would say if there were even just like five fewer needles on the floor, mm. although that was more big greenhouse, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big greenhouse is a concept I absolutely loved. And I think Rockford is a good place to get that started. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So, so just to recap, your dope was performing your... fisticuffs. Yeah. <laughs> Can no, you explain no, why? No, justify that. Um, okay, so at the time I was like, but nowadays I'm just like, yeah, if my if my performances don't like meet that standard, then I'm not doing enough. I think that sets a certain bar for everything that you see afterwards where you're like, well, nobody threw fists on stage. So yeah, this is excellent. This is excellent because you're also in addition to being a guitarist, you are a classically trained vocalist. Yeah, a classically so, trained, almost opera singer. Yeah, if my if my rendition of Quando Menvo don't make no one throw fisticuffs, then <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah, if we're looking at the history of opera in general, that I, I absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm gonna have to disagree. Unfortunately, I think Nope is gonna be performative fisticuffs for me. Uh, I think performative allows a little bit too much lenience for how much much wiggle room. Yeah, too much wiggle room for uh, the line between gentle and real fisticuffs. Mm. Um, I'm going to say Ope to Disaster House because, uh, and I feel this way more so about Big Greenhouse because it was legit a little bit wild. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I love the concept and I don't want it to be sterilized, but I. I, I could say the actual like cleanliness could be slightly you know <laughs> yeah like again good I concept so. but wild wild west wild wild midwest in terms of uh, execution that joke was, that was not funny and I'm gonna good. I, I, 
Oh, no, I'm sorry, buddy. Well, it was never, funny. You're never going to know what I was going to say was dope. <laughs> Please <laughs> never get. I didn't mean to lose your trust. Okay, well, through process of elimination and also because I love it, I'm going to say dope to um, Green Day cover bands. Because no. <laughs> honestly, people need something to do before. Basically, people need something to do while waiting for top surgery. Like yeah, one way or true. another. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is I, I think that you know you put on you put on the Dirk Strider t-shirt and you play Boulevard of Broken Dreams another day. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's good, you know. Yeah. Uh we are gonna shout out uh the office. I would say other than the bar mm. in my basement, which I found out today is a Midwestern thing, I would say it is Rockford's preeminent gay bar. Uh, <laughs> they have drag shows that will blow your mind and flip you inside out. They have one of the cleaner bathrooms, I would say, in gay bars I've been, I've been to. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, no, very legit. Yeah, they try to, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, you can tell that somebody passed over it with a Clorox wipe before. Well, and that yeah, is, at least once. <laughs> that matters a lot to me, yeah. And uh, I love the cage. They pour some stiff drinks. They actually yeah. do frequently have pretty cool art or like bands there. Mm. They do a lot for charity. Yeah. Like, like remember when we saw that cabaret that was legit amazing? That was yeah. so good. Yeah, we went on like a random Thursday and it, it was truly like a- Yeah, there was only like one act that embarrassed me. Yeah. That was yeah. great too, because I got to see my math professor. Yeah, that, I liked that part. And like, I've seen worse drag in Chicago. I'm yeah, I was going to gonna say as far as like a local, a local drag show, like only as one as being embarrassing. Wow. As far as, and okay, embarrassing was uh, maybe a cis woman sang a Taylor Swift song. Uh, right, it's not, not bad. Not, not, you know, it wasn't. Just I, the concept was mm-hmm. a little silly. Yeah, sure. But I mean, honestly, Hamburger Mary's in LA C minus compared to that cabaret. Who has the range? Not Hamburger Mary's. Yeah, not Hamburger Mary's. And I like I like The Office because it really is just a beautiful building. The architecture is fantastic. The brick and woodwork is gorgeous. And to just combine that with your friend getting in a fight with Miss Gay Rockford 2002. Oh, yeah. Please, again, I don't want to cease and desist from this, but I, that is, you know, what happened, uh, is just, it, it just is the place to be, honestly. I, I love it. And yeah, you might see a choir teacher there. You might see several, you know? You might see your own choir teacher yeah. there. <laughs> hey. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, you might. I mean, you know. That's a pause on that. But you can, you can get an amaretto sour there that tastes like it's not just amaretto and squirt there's love in there too there's love a lot in of there. public places i love to get drunk at but the office is one of those places yeah <laughs> yeah it is really great no and 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 i do think they do a good job of trying to keep kind of a safe and and you know the fight wasn't a physical fight they just screamed right. at each other kind of keep keep a good good atmosphere in there uh, but yeah, can't yeah, it's recommend it enough. Place. It's great. It's wonderful. Even if you want to go in there on a Tuesday at like 7 p.m. Yeah, there will only be like three or four people but in there. Those but those three or four are going to be they're the gonna rock best your people world. in Rockford. Yeah, straight up. So yeah, thank you so much, uh, Mulberry. It was great 
Thanks, Great Mulberry. talking to you. We love you so much. Before you go, do you want to tell everybody the reason you chose the name Mulberry? I wanted a connection, especially with the Rockford royalty kind of thing and Illinois royalty, Midwest royalty sort of thing. I wanted a connection to my grandma. And so I started thinking about my grandma's property. And I remember picking during my childhood, picking like mulberries on my grandma's mm-hmm. property. And that was one of my most like formative and fond memories with my grandma. So I picked mulberry. That's I love cute. that. Uh, I will see you next week for another episode. We all will. Well, we won't see you, but you'll listen to our voices out of the little box. <laughs> Stay safe out there, kids. Watch, Watch out, out for, for potholes. potholes. Bye. Bye. Bye.